Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. As always, I hope this show finds you doing excellent, and we appreciate your time. Let's spend some time together talking Disney and sharing some laughs and maybe making that next trip a little bit better. Today, we get some great questions about the genesis of our running team's name. Why are we called the Lizards? And we have some interesting theories from our question but we talk about that little backstory. We also discuss the virtual queue that is coming to the expo at Wine and Dine Race Weekend. Our thoughts on how that might work out here in the next week or so. We also talk about getting over to the Magic Kingdom on Thanksgiving Day for a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique appointment from Art of Animation Resort. We give some advice on best dining entrees at the Grand Floridian Cafe for an anniversary. We talk about the best margaritas around Walt Disney World outside of the Mexico Pavilion. And is Genie Plus in its final stages? Is it a finished product or is it always going to be kind of molding and, and fluid? We give our thoughts on that as well as many other questions on today's show. As always, today's podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. No cost to you. Disney pays them, not you. And you're going to get first-class service each and every time. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. The one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2178 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week leading up to Halloween this coming Monday. Time to get all those tricks and treats out there and more importantly, get the kits and the cats and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So hopefully you're ready for that. And uh, again, we always remind you, we'll do this for the next couple of shows on that way home from work on Monday evening. You may have a case of the Mondays, but slow down and be careful for all the little ghosts and goblins that will be out there excitedly crossing the streets, not looking both ways, just trying to collect as much candy as possible. But that day's coming and we'll have a good time with that. But I'm always in the spirit. I'm the chief banana tonight. So if you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, <laughs> there you go. Joining me today to answer your listener questions, we're going to have a good time today. It's Pam Forrester, co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Pam, happy Wednesday. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. And so here's my dilemma this year. So we had, we have moved into a new neighborhood, um, which I've talked about on the podcast a lot. There's only 39 homes in our little neighborhood here, okay? I, I, I don't know what to do in terms of candy. Like, do other kids... Like, do the other kids from other neighborhoods come over? Um, we're sort of in the country, but there's like our neighborhood and our builder built another neighborhood that's right across the street. Do those kids come over? How much candy am I buying? I bought the jumbo bag from Costco because at our last neighborhood, we would get like hundreds of kids. Right. So now I'm like, 
I don't know what to do. So uh, see, you you, you brought a listener question to the table, which I think I can help you with. Okay, because <laughs> I did good. Okay, good. so we you know we moved about three years ago from a place that was you know all like starter homes, just packed in you know high density. I mean, just tons of homes, small little homes. So we'd have to buy the you know the little variety packs. We bought cheap candy because we'd have hundreds of kids. I mean, yeah. Like so you go, went, you had to get volume, right? We'd go broke if we didn't buy the cheap stuff. And I hated that, <laughs> right. but I mean, and, you know. I, we also bought the good Kit Kats and stuff because, you know, we give that out to the kids we knew. You know, like the kids that were on yeah, our yeah. street that came by. They got the good stuff. But like Randos, they got, you know, the what are the sixlets and stuff like that that are terrible. You know, Tootsie Rolls. So, but the deal is now that we, you know, we live still in kind of a smaller subdivision. Well, we live in a subdivision with a lot of houses. But we're in like a really modest subdivision, but around us are like country clubs. Like we lived like we live in the smallest houses in like the area with with these gigando houses. They're all spread out kind of like where I think where you're living, you know, like these houses are way far apart. You know, they're, they're so these people, I think, are in that same kind of dilemma. And Mallory's already onto this. Right. She's 14, turning 15 in January. And I asked her, I'm like, oh, so what are we doing for Halloween? Because you got to go out and get the candy. Right. I'm like, you stay in here, going to hand out candy with us. We have a nephew. I have a nephew who's five. And I'm like, he just moved out to this area. I'm like, are we going trick-or-treating with him? Is he coming over to our house? We can hit all these houses, see all the neighbors. She's like, I don't know. You guys can do what you want. She's like, I'm going with my friend. And we're going out to her house. So her house, where her friend lives, is like the nicest of the nicest neighborhoods out here in the country club. She's in exactly what she said. She goes, because we're... We're not going to get as much, but we're going to get full-size candy bars at every single house. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, when you don't have the density, the kids are expecting full-size candy bars. So you better be ready. I mean, I wouldn't be giving well, out Well, I'm going to give a, a handful of full-on bars. Like, <laughs> you, so you'll get, like, Kit Kat, the, the Kit Kat, you'll get a Snickers, you'll get a Reese's Peanut Butter, like multiple things. Good. Okay. That works. So, that works. Okay. Yeah, legit. All right. Okay. But I'm just telling All you right. what, the, what the kids are saying, man. They've already got their strategy down cold. Like they're not even yep. messing with our neighborhood. Okay. Even though they would be able to hit up, they'd probably be able to hit 100 houses in our subdivision, maybe in an hour and a half. You know, they could probably do a house a minute because we're real close together in our subdivision. These houses out where her friend lives, they're really spread out because they're on huge lots, but they're, yeah. you know, they're looking, they're being practical, right? They're probably going to hit 15 houses and expect, oh man, we're good for, you know, a month. They're cheer <laughs> and they're cheerleaders, you know, they, they're always like, oh my God, how many calories does that cookie have in it? And I'm like, you're a kid, eat, you, you practice all the time, like enjoy it now because right. that'll be your life in 10 years where you have to worry about that stuff. Don't worry about it now. Anyway. Well, and then too. Well, I want to say this one thing. I know when I was a kid, I was not excited about the almond joys. But let me just say, the almond joys at my house now. Like I think me, Steve, and Hannah are all sort of jockeying for like grabbing a couple of those and putting them to the side that night. So. How do you feel about Bitto honey? Remember those? I do remember those, and I strangely like Bitto honey because like <laughs> it has a good taste and it has like some nuts on the like inside of it too which i'm always like i'm not quite sure how that all goes together but yeah sure yeah. okay old school old school all right let's get old to the school. questions right. first all right let's do it first question's <laughs> been in the queue for quite a while and i told uh, olivia we'd get to it and then i missed it so she says hey mike i've been a listener of this show for a few years and just love hearing you ricky scott and pam talk disney thanks for all that you do i do have a question that i have yet to catch the answer to on the podcast it is something i have always wondered about I know that the running listeners of the podcast are lizards, but I don't know why you guys are called lizards. 
Where did that name come from? Do y'all look like lizards while you're running? Do you guys like to eat bugs? Uh, do you get bit by? Uh, did you get bit by a radioactive lizard that gave you superpowers? I must know, <laughs> Olivia from North Carolina. All right, so Olivia, and I, I apologize, this came in in August, and somehow I missed getting this answered. But the short answer is, actually, one of our listeners gave this idea to us. I think it was actually over a 12-hour live show we were doing for Give Kids the World. We used to be on the air for 12 hours straight, and we may do this again someday. I'm not committing to it right this second, but we may. It's just the last few years have been, obviously, chaotic in the village and all that stuff. We actually went to the village and did a show down there, which was awesome uh, in the meantime. But... um. We, we got this idea because, you know, we have this running squad. And we want to have something Walt Disney World related. And what do you see most times of the year down at Walt Disney World when you're walking around everywhere? You see those little, like, gecko lizards that are just scattered around your resort. Like, you come out of your room, you might see them on the door, on a wall, but you see them on the ground, out by the bushes, on the paths. And here's the thing that we, we had this discussion on that call about. They're, they're really cute, right? And they're plentiful. They're all over Walt Disney World. Mm. And they're quick. You can't catch them. I mean, even if you tried, you can't catch them. And they're just something that when I see them, they remind me of Walt Disney World. And they're, you know, they're they're quick. They're non-aggressive. They're non-threatening. And they're a little Walt Disney World thing. Plus, just personally, I love the color that we put together. That green, that vo- it's called Volt. Agreed. We, we're easy to see at the races. We can find each other while we're out on the course. It looks good in pictures. You can get shoes and accessories that look awesome for your running gear. So that's kind of where it came from. So, Pam, I mean, that's uh, I don't we haven't been now. A, a few of our teammates maybe have been bitten by radioactive lizards. I can't confirm or deny that that could possibly have happened. Some of our, our teammates may like to eat bugs. I would not put that past them either. Not me, but I mean, a lot of these things could be true. I just can't confirm them. It's true. And I will admit to First of all, for a few years before I actually was successful, I kept telling my family I wanted to catch a lizard. Me too. And I kept trying. They're fast. Yeah. But one day by the pool, I was able to do it. He Mm. was sort of unsuspecting. I was laying there and was able to reach down and grab him. And then once I had him, I wasn't really sure what to do with him. But he was a lizard that we spent a lot of time together that day. He had like puffed out his throat and showed that brilliant red color so i mean you know the lizards they're a staple of walt disney World. well see because he was probably like me right like right now with my knee you could easily catch me like i mean i'm just one of those you know like if, if years passed you'd have a little bit of trouble right now i mean like you know somebody could swoop down and just nab me and like real quick and they just play with me by the pool all day like be like yeah just keep i grabbed him right behind his little front legs that was the place to grab him so and he was surprised but i think he was happy when i let him go Got to hang out all right, Christopher Chabot has a question here in the live chat. Hey, Mike and Pam, important question. Just moved over to the Grand Floridian for the second leg of our anniversary trip. Happy anniversary, Happy Christopher. Anniversary. Eating at the Grand Floridian Cafe tonight. Need your recommendation. What are the top two dishes my wife and I should split? I've only, okay. I get the same. I mean, I get the same thing every day in my regular life. What am I saying? It's not any different. Grand Floridian Cafe, I always get the chicken because it is always so dang good. That chicken at the Grand Flo Cafe, uh, but I, I have gotten, well, this is like a brunch thing, but I've gotten, I think it's the lobster burger. 
The lobster oh, Thermidor burger. Yes. Man. That thing is right home about. That thing rocks. But I it's And they're both on the menu chicken. still. Okay, I always get the chicken for dinner though. So I would definitely and it's filling. I mean, that's a good thing to split. But Pam, what else would you say for and I love Grand Floridian Cafe. Hidden seat. I yeah. <laughs> so um I think there's a salad too. It's an appetizer salad, but I like it. It has tomatoes and cheddar and um i'm pulling up the menu here but like a prosciutto crispy prosciutto and it has a good uh vinaigrette on it so i really like that too but mike i think nailed the two um big ones there the fried chicken and the lobster thermidor burger the other thing i will say is um they have a meatloaf now i have not had it but you know Sometimes a meatloaf is really, really good. Oh, like I, I, I know that some people don't like no. meatloaf, and I'm always like, "What's up with that?" I love meatloaf. Meatloaf is probably in the top five dishes in my whole rep. My grandma used to make the best meatloaf. Like I love it there at 50s go. prime time. I, I love it at um, the Plaza on Main Street. In the Magic oh yeah, Kingdom. yeah, yeah. I love a good meatloaf. Yeah, I always, well, I will order a meatloaf if it's there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Maybe they were like, this seemed like a thing like when we were kids, right? There were other kids whose parents maybe didn't make great meatloaf. So, I mean, if it's not good, you just drown it with ketchup and it's still good. That's what <laughs> it's like a burger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every once in a while, my grandma would be a little off and I just get the ketchup and just drown it. And it was like, Grandma was awesome. I love it. Rest in peace, Grandma Rufus. I miss, my, I miss my grandma. All right. Next question is from Sarah in the live chat. She says, how are you feeling about the virtual queue news for the Wine and Dine Expo announced today? To be honest, I'm feeling nervous about this update. <laughs> I don't know, Spam, did you obviously you probably read the news today or I don't yeah. know, it just came out to the runners, but there's going to be a virtual queue instead of, you know, I'm not going to wine. I, I haven't said anything, but I'm not doing Wine and Dine this year. I'm going to back out because of the knee issues. We also have a huge high school football game that Friday night, which I really, we're undefeated this year. This is our best chance ever to win state with the knee thing. I just don't want to push my luck. I want to make sure I can do dopey. So I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. But um, the line for the, for the merchandise over the last couple of uh, years has just been massive. If you're somebody that shows up right when it opens, now, I always roll in late. And a lot of times I'll miss out on some of the merch because of that. But I'm not a big merch guy. Like, I don't need the pins. I don't need the glasses. I'm just a guy that would like to get a T-shirt. You know, maybe just a shirt that says Run Disney. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not like the, the the hardcore merch guy. But they used to do this back in the day with the New Balance shoes. I remember joining a virtual queue, no doubt, driving through Atlanta on the way down. Because we used to drive. I didn't, I didn't used to fly. And in order to get those New Balance Run Disney shoes... It was like a 12-step process. No kidding. Like, you had to join the virtual queue. Then you had to do the secret handshake with the person at Wide World of Sports. And they went, okay, they give you the, the secret wink. And then they would walk you around the back of the building to the third rock by the left. And there was, like, a secret door. Like, am I going to get knocked off or am I going to get a pair of sweet shoes here? But I'll, I'll take the chance because they're cool. It was weird. But eventually I ended up with, like, a closet full of these shoes because Jocelyn one day was like at an outlet mall during church and texting me like, how many pairs do you want? And I'm like, give me seven. Because they're like 20 bucks and I used to pay 200 for these things. Um, right. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, God is going to look down at me because I'm answering a text about shoes during church. But she texted me. She's on the East Coast. She's texting me. On, we went to the late service that day in the Central Time Zone. My wife was totally eyeballing me that day. How do I feel about this? You know, I think it obviously... It's going to be easier to manage for Disney. They don't want to have 
5,000 people standing in a line complaining in the the arena, which is where they usually have the merch for the Run Disney stuff. They'd rather have people just at 7.30 a.m. on the merch day go onto the app, get into the virtual queue, get your time, show up, show your code, walk in. Um, I just think that this is going to be easier to manage for Disney, and I think it'll keep just everybody happier once you get past the initial stress of getting into the virtual queue. It, it's no different yeah. than like Rise was. What do you think, Pam? Yeah, I I understand the um, the nervousness about this, I will say. Um, you know, I see actually both sides of this coin, right? As a person who is going to, you know, you're going to get there right when it opens, when you're going to stand in line, regardless of it, it sort of feels a little unfair to those of you who are going to do that because now it's sort of the luck of the draw in a way, right? Isn't that what the virtual queue is? You either get in it or you don't. The other side of that is you're going to know fairly early how, whether you're in the virtual queue or where you are in the virtual queue. So hopefully it will save time, but you may not be there. If you're not one of the first ones to get in, there may be some merchandise that is not there. I, I see that. I mean, I totally get it, but they won't sell out of everything. There will still be something you can buy. So. Well, like Eric said in the live chat, I mean, in general, the merch lines at Walt Disney World right now are kind of getting out of control. I mean, if you saw like the Epcot 40 merch lines or think back, uh, yeah. you know, a few months back, the, the uh, popcorn buckets for figment. I mean, Disney, I to me, when I saw this, I think Disney's looking at this as a test run for all future like big merch releases because I mean, I'm sure they don't want that line that they had out of like creation shop, you know, at Epcot 40, like that, that's a bad look, you know, and if they could just have people, you know, basically you're, you're virtually waiting in line at your hotel. You're waiting in line as you are riding guardians of the galaxy or you're exactly. still at the magic kingdom. That's better for Disney. Cause you're out still spending money. You're out having meals. You're out enjoying yourself rather than, you know, sitting there complaining about that. You're standing in a line on social media. I would I say. Agree. I agree. I, it's, it isn't a good look. And I hope that this will make it a little easier for some, if not everyone. But I know not getting what you want is challenging, especially when some of that merch is very sweet looking. It but. is. It, and the thing, too, is that I, I can't imagine you wouldn't get in to get a shot at some merchandise because right. they tend to have a lot of merchandise at these run weekends. You just might not get the time. The thing is, you're going to have to adjust when you go pick up your packet, possibly, because you may be planning on being there at, say, 10 o'clock in the morning because you're like an early, you know, want to get it done and get moving on where you join the virtual queue. And it's like, OK, your time is 545 p.m. So then that could cause you a little strife. But I mean, then you're mm -hmm. in, you know, so you don't have to wait. I, we'll see. I'll, I'll be excited to see what the feedback is. You know, hopefully it yeah, works out well I for all the lizards. So we'll see. Uh, but nothing like springing that on us at the last minute, you know, a couple weeks ahead. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Tim's got a question. I'll throw it a question. I have a reservation for beer garden for candlelight processional to see Whoopi Goldberg. Technically it's a reservation for three, but I'm going solo. I can deal with that part. He says, I would rather eat at spice road table, but waiting until the day of and risking it makes me nervous. Have you heard anything about how the same day reservations for candlelight processional will work? Pam, do you have any information on that for Spice Road? We don't. In the past, so the um, same day, the walk up for candlelight processional, 
that uh, line has started fairly early in the day. Um, and sometimes some of the folks that get in for one show don't get in, you know, don't get in for the one that they're waiting for, right? And have to be bumped to the next show. I don't know what it will be like this year. Um, and I hope, you know, if you're not going it during one of the first couple showings, if you can see what it's like, um, see what's happening in Disney World, how they're dealing with it, um, how they're dealing with the line, how they're dealing with the same day things, that may be something that works for you. Um, and you can still keep your package um, until, you know, a couple days before and not risk any money. So that's really what I would do, Tim. Sorry, we don't have better info on that yet, but I'd hang tight a little bit and see how those first couple candlelight processionals go. Good call. All right. And by the way, beer garden. I mean, I, even though I know you like Spice Road Table, and I can see where Spice Road Table, you could see that it'd be better as solo. But I've gone to beer garden solo. That's a weird place to go solo. I'll admit, beer garden. But I got sat with listeners of the podcast. Like they listened to the show because oh I was just introducing myself and they're like, your voice sounds familiar. And we got talking about Disney. And I'm like, do you listen to Disney podcasts? And they're like, they said, yeah, they do. And you know, and I like I had my pop socket on the back of my phone, and I said, "Do you listen to this one?" And they're like, "Yeah, we live like that's me." And they're like, "Oh my god, Mike!" And so yeah, it was fun. So then it was like you know, nigga nigga hoy 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 or whatever. You know, I, I can't remember what they say, but yeah, we were having a good time. So it was like I was part of the family all of a sudden, like this family of six from Indiana or whatever. I was like the seventh. It was awesome. So you never know, Tim. You're pretty popular. So you could be uh, right up there on stage. All right. Ashley's got a question. It says, Thanksgiving BBB question. Hey, we're taking our five and three-year-old to Walt Disney World for the first time ever over Thanksgiving this year. We're going to the Magic Kingdom on Thanksgiving. And as of now, the early entry time is 830 and regular entry is nine o'clock. I was able to get an eight o'clock a.m. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique reservation. We are staying at Art of Animation, so I'm trying to figure out the best way to get to the Magic Kingdom that morning. I've heard minivans are amazing, but if we are unable to get one, what time should we be on the bus? Since it's Thanksgiving and we need to be in before early entry, I'm scared of getting stuck in long lines. Or if we are able to get a minivan, how early should we order it? Thanks for everything y'all do. She says, random. I know y'all love football, so you'd appreciate this. I work for the University of Alabama and got to take a stadium tour of Bryant-Denny the week before the Tennessee game. I'm pretty sure all of the superstitious people at work won't take another stadium tour. Roll Tide, Ashley. Okay, Ashley. Yeah, please don't do that again, and we shall never speak of that game up in Knoxville <laughs> ever again. It just cost them a lot of money to buy goalposts and to pay the fine for rushing the field. Roll Tide. <laughs> All right, so Pam, talk to him about getting there for, for this appointment and the ease of entry. They don't have to worry about lines with that appointment for Bibbidi Bobbidi. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I Like the whole transportation thing though is giving me like a little bit of, I don't no, even know, it's, nervousness it's an, No, here. it's an adventure. It's, it's the, you know, it's like, it's your mini Thanksgiving day parade, basically. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think the minivans may be the way to go um, because they're one of the transportation options besides the buses that go from each resort that actually do drop you off right there at the bus drop off area. So I think that's a great idea to try to get that. If you're not successful at getting a minivan, um, I would be trying to get on the bus 
as early as possible. Now, you will not have to wait in the line with everybody else going to um, into the parks that day, which is the good news. And the only people who get to get in early are the people who are staying at one of the official resorts. So that's another piece of good news, right? There should be an actual entry for guests who have Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique um, appointments and also dining that may occur before the park opens. So that's something that you can look forward to, too. But I don't know, Mike, any other piece of advice here? No, I think that's good advice. I mean, you are going to be able to breeze through because you're going to have that separate line because you have the appointment at the touch point. So you won't have to worry about a line. But just, I mean, if you're going to take the bus, absolute first bus. Like, be out there just the night before, go down to the front desk and say, what time do the buses start running? It should be 90 minutes before park opening. Oh my gosh, I thought you were saying get in line the night before. I'm like, well, I mean, that's going to be a challenge. I mean, or, I mean, you know, just pack some turkey, uh, you know, and, and be ready. <laughs> Um, you could Sleeping do no, back. but I would go down to the front desk and ask, but I mean, it should be seven thirty or seven because it should be 90 minutes prior to the park opening, which would be eight 30 yeah. for guests. So it should be seven o'clock. So I'd be walking. This is just how I do my family. Just saying doesn't work. Cause I'm, I have two daughters and a wife that don't care what I say really most of the time. And I get it. Cause I blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I'd be like, we're leaving the room. It's six 45. Because I know that means, best luck, we're leaving the room at 7. But I would try to be out there at that first bus. And then if you're not going to take minivans, that will get you there in time. You'll be fine. Because That's interesting. So does the how often does the we're leaving at this time get you people to be ready at that time? Never. But here's the thing. As a good dad, <laughs> and I think a lot of the dads and maybe a lot of the moms out there will understand what you do is you build in. After you got you got to like learn your family, right? And so... I just build in time. Like I say, if I want to leave at 730, I say, you know, we're leaving the room at 715. I mean, we cannot be leaving the room later than 715. When in my heart, I know we just got to leave at 730. Because then when, you know, then it's like, oh, sorry, we're 15 minutes late. I'm like, I won because actually we needed to leave at 730. But, you know, you got to figure that out, right? Or else, because I hate being late. Like, five minutes early is, like, on time for me. You know, like, on time is, like, late. I, this is how I was brought up. I hate being late for anything. <laughs> Even though they're still going to take your money if you show up at 810 for that bibbidi-bobbidi appointment. They're still going to let true. you in. But you just don't want you don't want to start the day off stressful, right? Thanksgiving's supposed to be eating gobbly, you know, turkey and stuffing and getting your hair all did. You know, it shouldn't be stressful at all. I get you. So, all right. Question here from Kevin in the live chat. And it says, do you think the massive changes Genie Plus, making it only same-day purchase, price increases, are a sign that they plan on scrapping it for a more efficient or guest-friendly version in the future? Absolutely. I think it's the actual opposite. I think that they're, they're honing in on what they want the product to be. And I think that it's kind of settling in after about a year or so in in operation. And I think Disney's kind of finding what they want this product to be. And it's getting closer and closer to final product. That's me. I don't know, Pam. What are your thoughts? That's kind of how I lean, too. I think it really gave them the option. I think the move to make it only same-day purchase gives them the option to sort of implement that dynamic pricing structure, right? On days where there's it's more in high demand, they can charge more for it. Um, on days when it's not so high in demand, they can charge less for it. The other thing was that they included um, 
at least for now, attractions that were individual lightning lane attractions as opposed to whatever that was supposed to stop in August, right? And it didn't. They extended that. So there's really only one individual lightning lane purchase per park at this point that you would have to purchase in addition to that. So it's a little back and forth. Um, I know that some people write out there that Disney is trying to maybe cut back on the number of people that purchase it and therefore, you know, raise the price at different times. I don't have any insider information on that. I not, I don't feel qualified to pontificate on, you know, all of the things going on behind the scenes. But I think they are really trying to, as Mike said, sort of hone that process and make it work for as many people while still having the flexibility to offer dynamic pricing for sure. I mean, the, you know, here's, here's just me on my soapbox. Like you can go to many other blogs. You can go to many other YouTube channels. You can go to a lot of podcasts and you can hear negativity. Not, not all of them. Cause I, I tend to listen to a lot of Disney podcasts and there are a lot of them that are definitely positive like us. And I love that. Those are the ones I tend to spend my time listening to. So I'm not saying that like we're the positive podcast. We tend to skew toward the positive because I don't like to put negativity out there, but we try to be honest. I mean, not everything's perfect with Genie Plus. I get it. I don't, I mean, I still haven't bought an individual lightning lane in my life because I just, I just won't do it. I'll either wait and spend the time or I just won't ride the ride that day. But I mean, I can see where in certain occasions, like if I'm there with a first timer, or I'm there with somebody that's only got limited time, I would buy an individual lightning lane. I just mm -hmm. have not had that circumstance arise for me yet. But Disney wants, and I truly believe this, they want positive guest outcomes with every family, every person that walks through the touch points. You cannot tell me that they don't want the guests to be happy throughout the day in a restaurant. They don't want the guests to be happy throughout the day when they're riding an attraction or when they're seeing a fireworks show at the end of the it, Some people that I hear and, and I read, I swear they think that they that like the Disney wants the guests to be unhappy. And I, I, I just can't imagine that that would ever be the case. Now, does Disney want to turn a profit and make money? Yes, they're a for-profit company. So does Universal. So do I, as a, as a small business person, I have to turn a profit so that I can pay my house bills, so that I can keep the electricity on, so I can do a podcast. This is how our society works. They they want to, to make profits. Now, we could get into the whole thing, and I'm not going to do that today with, you know, how much is enough, right? I mean, because I do have some, you know, thoughts on that. I don't think, you know, I think that eventually there is a point where enough is enough, but we are in a capitalistic society, and Disney's going to try to turn a profit. And the thing is, you know, in, in, a, in a society like ours, the, the way things can happen is if rooms start being unsold, if theme parks start to see a decrease in attendance, that's where Disney's going to get the message that, okay, we've hit a tipping point. Like we need to either increase what's being offered for the current price or decrease prices because, you know, we're not seeing people want to buy our product anymore. It's, it's, it's consumer demand. And right now, I mean, what we're seeing is demand is through the roof for their product. I mean, the rooms are just sold out. The, the theme parks are packed. The restaurants are hard to get ADRs. So what Disney's seeing is what we're doing is people are excited to enjoy the product. It's not perfect, but I mean, 
people are going, people are eating meals, people are sleeping in hotels. I mean, I don't try to get on a soapbox, but I mean, that is what we're seeing right now, Pam. I mean, that's that's just the facts is the facts right now. It is. I mean, I, I think being, I consider us fairly intimately familiar with Walt Disney World and all the Disney destinations in general. And while we are well aware of the challenges that are out there in the parks and for people to attend and whatnot, I think at the end of the day, we really sort of feel that it's our responsibility to sort of help you navigate those challenges in a positive way. Um, and that's where our positive spin comes from. Um, I'm assuming that a lot of people listening to this podcast either like Disney or want to go there or whatnot. So we try to make that the focus of our podcast. There are so many podcasters out there who are so knowledgeable about the business side of it and the um, history of everything and they're looking at it from that perspective and I appreciate that as well. But that this is the perspective that we're coming from. And, you know, we just want to help you find a way to deal with something that may be challenging. And that's why we present it in that positive thing. Having said that, I will also say that I've been in a position where I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of the leadership at Disney destinations and Walt Disney World and whatnot. And I can tell you that I'm always impressed that most meetings that we're at what is of highest importance is the guest satisfaction, their cast satisfaction, all of those things. That point comes up all the time. And um, it, it's a part of their thread as a company. It's a part of their history. And I think that it's impressive with everything going on. That's always part of the conversation. And I respect that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, they, they want everybody to be happy. I truly believe that. Now, they make bad choices sometimes for the hardcore fans <laughs> like us. I mean, because the thing is, we see it through a different lens than than a lot of folks. I mean, we are, we're moved by the smallest, minute change. You know, like we see that a character goes away and we freak out, which because, you know, that character was special to us when we were two and when we were four and when mm -hmm. we were seven. The, the main guest that's going down for that once in a lifetime trip doesn't even know like who figment is, you know what I'm saying? Like they want to <laughs> see the latest character that's been in a movie that, that, mm -hmm. that really their, their little son or their daughter just like sings the song, you know, constantly because they're seeing this character on Disney plus, you know, and there, there does need to be a balance there because Disney does yep. need, they don't want to alienate us because I mean, my God, we, we have spent, how much am I? I'm sitting in a banana suit right now podcasting. <laughs> I, I have spent, you know, a good portion of my life talking about the fun times I've had on Disney Cruise Line ships at Walt Disney World, now at Disneyland, you know, making memories and meeting friends from all over the planet because of this product. And I love it, but it's not perfect. I get it. I mean, I wish the cast members got paid more. I wish that this and that and this and that, you know, there's a lot of things. But I think that truly they're trying to make it happen. They're, they're doing what they can. They can. Can they do more? Absolutely. Can I do more as a person? Absolutely. I think everybody's always trying to do more. But let's get to it before my blood, because I'm just, I, I do love the product. And I like to be, <laughs> I don't want people coming down on me because, you know, if I'm going to spend all this time in my life, you know, and do five shows a week about something, 
I want to talk about the positive. I don't want to complain. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just... You don't want it to be a podcast about stuff you hate every week. No. You want to talk about, there's so many things that you can focus on. Um, and Disney Destinations is included in this. We choose to focus on the positive stuff. That doesn't mean we don't know that there's negative stuff going on, but this is what we're choosing to fo focus on. And my gosh, this was our little soliloquy on this subject here today, right? I'm a Mizzou my fan. If I want to be miserable, I just go to my football game on Saturday and then I'm miserable <laughs> till the next week. I mean, we barely beat Vanderbilt this Saturday. I mean, like I was happy. We were up 17, nothing. It was all good. I tell Pam, got to use the restroom before we drive home. Cause it's like a two and a half hour ride home from Columbia to our house. I had the big old stadium size souvenir cup because we hadn't had a souvenir <laughs> cup this year, Coke Zero. And I'm like, okay, so go. Dude, they scored two touchdowns while I was in the bathroom. I'm like, it's 17 14. We're going to give this game away. There's like five minutes left. I mean, I got negativity all over me. I don't need it with this. Like, Mizzou gives it to me on a weekly basis. And I love my school. Anyway, Pam was probably like wishing that you weren't coming back from the oh, bathroom God, yeah. when that was happening. Because I complained the whole way home. Like, how do we almost lose to Vanderbilt? Like, it turned a win. We won the game 17 to 14, but it felt like a loss. I'm like, oh, sorry if we have any Vandy fans. Max, let's get to this question because Max is one of our great agents over at the Magic for Less. Awesome on so speaking of social media, kills it on social media. Right. He says, if I want to get the best margarita on property, which I need one right about now, because I feel like my, my heart's <laughs> pounding through my little banana here the costume, not at the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. Where am I going? So where do you go, Pam, to get your margarita fix outside of Mexico and Epcot? Interesting. There's a couple good places. So, and this is um, based on, I think, what my husband really enjoys. First of all, there's a margarita at the Nomad Lounge that is really good. It has like... Um, Oh, I want to say it has like a grapefruit flavor and there's like little seeds or something, peppercorns or something in it, right? That's supposed to be really good. So he likes that one. Um, I will also say that the one at Oga's Cantina is a good one to get too. Uh, it has, you know, some different flavors in it as well. Um, I'm trying to think, Mike, you're our big margarita person. I was thinking... What you were going to say is the flight. Yeah, I always get the flight at Maya Grill. That's Maya my Grill. favorite because you get those four. And the one that I really like there at Maya Grill is the jalapeno uh, margarita. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one. The classic there is super good, though, too. And somebody asked me, I can't remember, like it was on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram somewhere, about my favorite fajitas on property. And that is also at Maya Grill because Maya Grill kills fajitas with the margarita flight. I am just in heaven. So that's, yeah, Maya Grill is where I would go get a flight. And then, you know, what Scott does, because we obviously go there a lot together, he gets the flight, and then we pick the one we like the best out of the flight. Now, they give you that white one that's made with, like, it's people say it's like, like a horchata, yeah, like yeah. Like a white Russian or something. I don't know. It, that's not my favorite, but the other ones are really good. Like the, um, the like, mango ones, super rocking. So then we'll just get a full size, you know, with a regular one. Whichever yes. one we like best. It's good, though, my girl. And that's what Michelle <laughs> says also in the live chat, which is rocking. Okay, Carolyn's got a comment here. says, hey, Mike and Pam. Carolyn from Delaware. I started listening to your podcast in May after our first Disney trip in April, and I needed to nurse my Disney hangover. We're talking about margaritas and hangovers. Is it Cinco de Mayo or is it Halloween? I don't know. Uh, she says, <laughs> uh, which was fierce. We're totally hooked. I love to hear your tips and stories. It's a bright spot of my week. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. 
We're planning to go back next April and check out Ogus at Hollywood Studios for my husband's birthday, but wondering what it's like for kids. We have two fun-loving seven-year-olds, but wasn't sure if Ogus appeals to an older crowd since it's more of an, a, a bar atmosphere. Thanks again. Okay, here's the deal. Greedo will shoot first. It's seven-year-olds. So just have your kids have the blaster on the hip and just be ready and just shoot for no just kidding it's awesome for kids dj rex spins it up for everybody in yes. the yes everybody loves ogas yeah it's fine for the families i agree we've seen so many kids there um and i think to you know one of the things i i encourage everyone to do whether you're a kid or an adult once you order and you have your spot to take a little walk around because there's things to see and absolutely, DJR3X, um, you're going to want to stop and, and see him and get up close. I think that that's a cool feature. There's lots of different like lights and nooks and crannies going on there at Oga's. Um, I, I think it's a fun thing. And I think that everyone who is familiar with Star Wars really sort of enjoys that experience. So, yeah, it's for everyone. And I, I think the kids really enjoy because obviously they have the, you know, the, the non-alcoholic drinks, but they look cool. Like, right. I mean, they, oh, yeah, you, know, you can get a, you know, like a fuzzy Tauntaun, the, the obviously non-alcoholic, but I mean, it'll still steam or you'll know, smoke or whatever. And, the, you know, certain things happen within the bar itself every, you know, half hour or so. And then the lights all flash and the bartender. Everybody start, I can't remember what the chant was when I was in there the couple of times, but there's there's like a chant that everybody picks up on and. It's just it's it it's cool. And then the next time you watch the Star Wars movies, your kids will have that connection. Like, I mean, yeah, that, that's the cantina. I was there. You know, it's not the same yes. way it is. It's close. All right, last question of the day, man. Today's show went too quickly, but it's from Katie, and she says, "Hi, Mike, Pam, Scotty, G, Riley, Ricky, and Baby <laughs> Niblet." Dude, we're getting everybody in. We've got the dog. We got got Ricky, them all. We got Ricky's baby, Scotty G, who's just back from NYC. Going to the dentist right, right now, so we're thinking of him. As did, were the they dentist. going 24 hours a day? They did so much. Oh, dude, I, I told him, man, I, I couldn't do New York City like that. Like, <laughs> even though I do want that, pe he, I guess they're called slices in New York City. Yeah, um, you got to grab a slice. Yeah, but that pe he had a piece of pizza that he put on Facebook, and it was like all different, like Italian colors, like red, green, yeah. white. I need that piece. I've been thinking about that piece of pizza ever since he posted it, <laughs> and I haven't had a chance really to talk to him about it because, like, he just got home today. He was, you know, the first day you're back, it's like you're in a fog. And then he had to go to the dentist. And obviously today's Emily's actual birthday. Happy birthday, Emily. She's 15. Uh, it is we're recording. So, yeah, I got to talk to him about that that slice. But, yeah, they went nonstop. So we'll talk about that Sunday night. Anyway, back to Katie. Sorry, Katie. I'm thinking about booking the afternoon 1230 Wild Africa Trek for the Saturday of Dopey. I'm about a 135 to 140 half marathon person. That means she's really fast. Um, <laughs> and I should be in the first or second corral. So I think that'd give me enough time, but I'm a little nervous. What do you think? Cutting it too close? Uh, thank you for all you do for your daily dose of positivity. We spend countless miles together with you in my ears. And I love the community you guys have built. I forgot to say we're saying it pop and definitely want to go back and shower for the sake of the animals. You know what? The animals may stink and they may think you smell good if you don't shower. So, That's you know, true. shower optional. I flew home on an airplane after Dopey one time. I mean, the other animals on that Southwest plane didn't appreciate that. I promise you that. <laughs> but it was mostly my family in the same row. Um, so, too bad. Okay. So, you know, so if you're running the half marathon, 
on that Saturday, hit a 135 clip, and you're one of the first couple of corrals, you're going to be done by 8. And you're going to be back at 5 Century by 9. Did you see him? No, you're going to be so good. You're going to be able to have time to take a nap. So you would not only be able to take a shower, you could take a nap if you want and still make You will make it easy, easy, easy by 1230. Yeah, I mean, because if she's running the marathon, even if you do a two hour, say the race starts at six, two hours, eight, ride the bus back to pop. I'm giving it an hour to get back. It won't take that long. Nine, take a shower, 10, get on a bus over to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, you're, I mean, tons of time. Easy. So easy. Easy peasy. Yeah, I, I I think so too. And I think too, the luck that you, I know you want to go back and shower, but if you had to, if something disastrous happened and you had to eliminate that step, then you can, you know, that's what you do, I guess. Yeah, but you're totally fine. The, the, the thing is, here's, the, here's the, the dirty little secret about Run Disney Races. And this is why I always try to get a, a, a good corral if I can. If you can run fast, and I've done this a few times, the knee is totally hosing me on this right now, is that if you can run fast and finish towards the front of the pack in these races over marathon weekend, it makes the rest of the day easy because the thing is, you can get your medal real quick at the end of the race. There's not many people around. You go get your post-race picture. There's nobody waiting in line for those pictures. And you can go immediately to your bus to get back to your hotel. There's not a long line for those either. You can sit down right on your bus. Boom, you're back at your hotel. If you're a back of the packer, like I'm probably going to be, and I've been many times, everything is congested at the end of the race. Like it takes a while to get your medal. It takes a long time to get your post-race picture. It takes a little bit of time to get your nutrition box. And then the line for the buses to go back to your hotel can be quite lengthy. But you're going to avoid all that if you're running like a 140 half. You're going to be golden. You're just going to express pass right back to the pop. So have a good time on that tour and let us know how it goes. All right. Well, hey, Pam, good show today. Lots of good questions and a little soapbox in the middle. <laughs> I know, right? I like these kind of shows. I mean, you know, we don't get a chance so often to do some of that. But we, I think it explains a little bit about where we're coming from as a podcast, too. The things that we find important. So sharing it you know put on the banana suit and uh all of a sudden just opinions spout out like like (laughs) banana goo right out of my mouth here so anyway we are going to be back on friday actually friday we're going to have the trip report that we normally have on monday we're going to do a little flip-flopping so friday we're going to have the trip report with our special guests so stay tuned for that and then the friday normal show is going to come out on halloween day because we're going to have some Halloween fun on the podcast to get you ready for trick-or-treating around your neighborhood. Remember, look up Pam. Do a little slew thing. She's going to have full-size candy bars. Get to her house. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. All right, no, no kidding. So we are always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. No tricks. All treats at The Magic for Less. Check them out. Next time you're headed to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, even Adventures by Disney, we are standing by to help you have a magical experience. Now, here's the thing. The magical experience doesn't start when you land at MCO. Now, that's pretty cool. You know, you get to get on that first monorail ride from your terminal over to the main baggage place, and then you got to figure out how you're going to get to the actual resort. That's not where the magic starts. The magic starts in the planning. And I always tell my guests this. The planning, if you think about that as part of the trip, that makes the trip not seven days or four days or five days. It makes your trip extend for nine months. It can be fun as you plan the trip. That's what we try to do for our guests. You're going to get little emails telling you, hey, hey, think about this, you know, memory maker, the 
could make sense for you. You're going to want to remember those. You know, you're taking a toddler. You want to remember those memories. It only happens one time when they're that age. You know, what about, uh, you know, hey, God help us if, you know, a medical situation pops up. We email you tips so you have all the numbers you may need during your trip so that if something were to happen, and we hope it never does, you have an email. You can refer back to that, and you have all the information you might need to resolve that situation. Lickety split and take care of you right there. All those kind of things get you ready to have success and to make amazing memories during your trip. So check out The Magic for Less. Swing by the website, themagicforless.com. While you're there, fill out that free, no obligation quote form. We'll take care of you from there. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. The one extra click really does help us out as we move into the holiday season and you start to pick up those uh, those uh, holiday shopping gifts. Please do use it as often as you can. That really does help us during the holidays. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons. You guys make it happen. You guys support us each and every month. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, come on over to Patreon.com. Slash be our guest podcast. Give Pam a follow on the social media at TMFLT Pam, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at be our guest Mike and would love to talk to you this week as well on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, that's about it. We'll be alive on Sunday night. Scott's back from New York City. He ate all the slices, saw all the shows, walked through all the Central Park. And apparently ate all the Nathan's hot dogs. I don't know. We'll talk to him on Sunday night real quick about his trip. And we'll take your calls and talk all things Disney. The phone lines will be open Sunday night, YouTube and Facebook. Join us at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We'll be waiting for your call. So until we get back together again on Friday for a trip report and on Monday for Halloween with Ricky and Pam, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Time to get back to work and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.